WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Alright, so um did you end up watching my uh uh I'm all self-conscious about this now from our last our last episode where I got the, the performance review about all the us and the ums. Um <laughs> So Dude, did, it was a review from Gary. He doesn't actually work for our organization anymore. Well, that's a good point. That's well, a Bob good point. found him behind the friggin' Ruth's Chris, trying to score some <laughs> like free grilled mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, well, you're not dealing with uh, this new COVID economy very well. So he threw him a bone, and that's where the whole performance review came from. Don't worry. It won't reflect poorly on either one of us. Okay. Well, I mean, how could it? I've heard our show. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's I I'm I'm very self conscious of the fact that I uh and um a lot, but uh-huh. I mean honestly, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, yeah, like it's don't have worry you heard about the it. shit we talk about. Like it's nonsense. Of course, I um and uh a lot. This isn't normal conversation for anybody. It doesn't it doesn't merit broadcasting acumen or a, a serviceable mid Atlantic accent for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, shit, right now I'm in my pajamas. I could literally do this entire podcast with my balls just flopped out. You you could be doing it with your balls flopped out, although I know yeah. you're getting delivery here in a bit, so I'm sure you're not. Right, you know, because, you know, pragmatism okay. says otherwise. Anyway, uh, yes, your Holy let, let Grails say, video. I, I'm, I'm not oh. sure you're not. You're probably mm-hmm. not having your balls flopped out. Anyway. Well, just so give me a, you... give me, I'm going to tuck these back in here. Okay. <laughs> We're cold. It was getting I, cold. So, uh, so I, I appreciate you commenting on the video with your uh, your quest for Gregory Horror Show for the PS2. I had I had people collude uh-huh. against me. Uh, if you saw my video, you saw that one of my holy grails was a Jungle Green N64, and my friend Chris from the Game Dad Show, who's uh-huh. looking for the Steel Battalion, right, uh, complete in box, which he has since completed as well. Are you shitting Meredith me? Worked together to find me this guy are you double shitting me holy crap no and it's <laughs> fucking gorgeous like it's it's got like there's one little scuff here mm-hmm. up near up near the power button and like that's if i'm being nitpicky uh-huh. that's the biggest problem and and you can tell that it's it's not a remake because there's some wear on the sticker on the back dude but that, that's, that's fine it's it's it's, yeah. it's like it's like a stock fair lane straight from 57 <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's stunning and like i i i yeah, yeah. If if and, it, just just to to further belabor that comparison, I'm not going to mind if there's like a couple of bondo spots down near the wheel well. That no. can be painted over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, she she and Chris worked together, uh, and first off, they lied to me, mm-hmm. both of them. <laughs> uh, they lied to me and uh-huh. told me that because Chris messaged me and he's like, "Hey, there's a there's a green N64 at my my local used store. Do you want me to?" have them ship it to you and you can pick it up. I was uh-huh. like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And like a minute later, he's like, oh, sorry. It's uh, it's sold already. I was like, oh, oh, well, fuck it. That's too bad. Oh, he was toying with you. Dude, the what? two of them. The what two a, of them. What a magnificent couple of bastards. Oh, they're phenomenal assholes. I yeah. love them both. <laughs> and you can, you can tell her I said that. She'll probably like take me to task over it when we go out to California, but whatever. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, th- all, all that nonsense uh-huh. out of the way. Welcome to what I believe is 88, episode 88 of the Cretans Guild podcast. Uh, I am Jay. With me, as always, is Corey. Yeah, and the, well, it, we're not quite sure of the number because the guy that usually keeps track seems to be missing today. Yeah, we're pretty sure it's episode 88. It, yeah. Could be 89. Might be 90. Honestly, not sure. <laughs> Probably not 100, uh, though. 
Bob did say, though, that this is our hundredth upload to Podbean, although that could be an old note as well. I'm not sure. (laughs) So basically in the history of of all things Cretans Guild, Uh some stuff has uploaded and some stuff has happened. Yeah. uh, Most of it today. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's been a day. By the way, today's Monday, the the, uh, 17th, for those of you who are looped in. It's pretty much going to be the all video game extravaganza show for today. Yes, and, 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 it was, for, and for those of you that are looped in, it's mm-hmm. actually Wednesday, the 17th, and not Monday. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> because I, dates don't matter in a pandemic universe, let's no, be honest. No, in between two time zones, fuck, even scheduled uh, podcasts don't even really matter. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> not to say too much about that. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, uh, Corey and I are going to be uh, going over the rundown. There have been some notes made here. I want to I want to look at those. We have a guest today, mm-hmm. Dumpster Dan, champion uh, of the back alley brawl and his imaginary bride. He, he couldn't make it. Um, oh. They're separated, and he wanted to kind of uh, devote oh, all no. of his time to, you know, trying to make things work and patch up his uh, rocky relationship, imaginary rocky relationship. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah. To his That's absolutely bride. terrible. Yeah. So we got a couple of other things to gloss over, though. I mean, video game shenanigans aside. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got some some topics here. The cheesy challenge. Does Parmesan taste like foot corn shavings? So, I mean, that's that's not really a challenge. That's a yes. A, a, a yes. Right. Okay. Next topic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are we alone in the universe, or are aliens just stuck up cunnies? You know what? I'm going with the latter. I am too. I mean, I, I've seen too many episodes of the X Files. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Mulder. If any, if they're going to appear to anybody, it's mm-hmm. going to be Mulder. Well, we were. And they're not going to drag it out until there's a feature film. There, there, there are at least a good eighty years of amusing uh, scenarios that the storytelling elite have like given given to us. You know, from from War of the Worlds to uh, Close Encounters and everything in between. That's some pretty choice ones from H.P. Lovecraft and his giant fucking space squids, but. All of those just, they always seem to coalesce into, like, the gray myth, where mm-hmm. aliens come down, they waste the fuel on us, fuck around with us a little bit, you know, stick things in holes. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of information they're gleaning from these experiments of theirs. And then they, like, haul ass without even buying us dinner afterwards. If that's it, I'm going to say they're not just stuck-up cunnies, but they're also exceptionally rude. Yeah. Exceptionally, yeah, not... exceptionally rude for a cosmic um, hoi polloi, you know? You guys might be technologically advanced. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. But you're dicks. Yeah. No shit. You know, fucking tell me I'm pretty first. <laughs> yeah, like, that's all I need to hear. And it's always the same old thing, too. You know why they go for, like, the, the lower income areas, like, out in the country, right? No. Because they don't say no. They're just well, like, <laughs> they're a cheap date. <laughs> they can yeah, do whatever they, they want to them and then like haul ass and not even have to worry about getting a phone call the next day or a satellite phone call, whatever. Skeeter just likes to feel nice. No shit. I just like to feel wanted. Yeah. Collateral um, damage is always at a null because it's just trailers. <laughs> anyway, let's, we've beaten this to death. Let's go. Uh, our next, our next topic is the nostalgia segment. I mean, you guys know we're big on nostalgia here. Oh, hell and, yeah. And, uh, Anal leakage and its toll on the American family. Why, yes, the devastation wrought by the advent of uh, Olestra, that uh, nutritive uh, innovation from back in the mid-90s, it it left a bit of a wake. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm pretty sure the the invention of Olestra is Mm -hmm. what brought on 
you know, dark colored bath towels because <laughs> wives got <laughs> wives got tired of dad's poop striping the towels when they dried off after a shower. And that's just how it goes. What's happened here in the tub? Is somebody running like muddy Hot Wheels down to the drain? That's disgusting. <laughs> Leading the way. <laughs> nah, it's just Olays. They don't make those anymore, do they? Well, no, I think probably for reasons. Okay, well, right. That are okay. Self-explanatory. Okay, well, so playing it a little bit straighter here. I mean, we are we are eventually talking about something that artificially, um, well messed up a lot of fruit of the looms anyway uh, when whenever something like that happens i think i think a lester was like pushed out <laughs> way too quickly sorry um some would say prematurely yes a little bit loosely perhaps not tested thoroughly it wasn't it wasn't clenched in time and uh, digest I, that one before they uh before they let it go right they uh they didn't let it brew for long enough so it's just not a solid idea it wasn't no just it just leaked down their legs. It was really shitty. Yeah. So Josh Brolin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, why is he so fucking says short, but that's crossed out and replaced with replaced hot. with hot? Yeah, that was my fifth granddad laugh of the evening so far. We're not even like twenty <laughs> minutes in yet, so I'm enjoying the shit out of this. Sorry, Bob. This is <laughs> this is this is going to be your crucible. Why is Josh Brolin so fucking short and hot? You can be both. Oh, he is. But I we mean, already are, but we he's are, got rugged good looks. I think that's safe to say. Lots of talent. Honestly, the, yeah. the dude's probably like one of the most talented and professional uh, actors working in Hollywood right now. Like straight up, I when agree. I was writing this sentence, I was like. I mean, most of this is a goof, duh. You know who you're listening yeah. to. But I was like, I got into the rundown because Bob's not here, so we're probably not going to need one, so fucking whatever. I just kind of like trolled my way down a fake-ass topic list, and the last one I was like really trying hard to come up with something, you know, both offensive and arguably funny. I was like, I can't do it. And then I saw um, Hail Caesar, and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. if I was gay, it'd be Josh Brolin that would turn me. Straight up. Like, you know, a vampire or something. And um, <laughs> and then there was a shot of him, like, close to the... <laughs> That's kind of like how vampires operate anyway, isn't it? Um, anyway, sure. there, was a, there was a shot of him standing next to Tilda Swinton. And I think they, like, played a little bit of fast and loose with the camera angles to make her look really tall. But then I was like, mm-hmm. man, is he actually that short? And you know how, like, there's that stigma about Hollywood actors. So I looked it up, and he's, like, 5'10". And I'm like, holy shit, he's shorter than I am. He's taller than me. Yeah. I wouldn't turn him down for a date, but, no. but it was like, shit, okay, well, I guess I can put that into this list and then have leave Jay with like a bevy of questions afterwards. <laughs> but you know, here's the thing you should know by now. Mm-hmm. No, that's not a question. That's nope. like, I, I, I crossed out short and put hot. Yep. Oh, like, that was you. There's, yeah. There's no question there. That's just like, you know, I acknowledge it. That was you. That's with a the gorgeous very, man. I don't very care. Very reasonable vandalism <laughs> there. Well, good on you. Yeah, I, you've given me two things to think about now, right before going to sleep. Yep. Yeah, no problem. All right, so uh, now so that we've got that are, out of the, the way, <laughs> those are the goof topics. Obviously, mm-hmm. what, what we really need to talk about are video games. Holy shit, so much is happening. Like fucking everything is I, happening. Okay, in video games. we're gonna have to like hop back to the beginning of this week when it was Monday. Today's not Monday. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> three three days ago when it wasn't. Oh man, Jesus! Okay, all right. So, so things were happening. Go ahead. Sorry, you, you things. Lead. Things were happening. Mm-hmm. 
like shit was going down and, and and you know the like the big stuff that happened this week obviously is the Nintendo Direct. Right. It's been over 500 days since we last had one. Mm-hmm. That's a long wait. It didn't seem like that to me though. I mean, I know that like last year was a whole lot of a bear for, you know, many different reasons, but the sure. the direct to me was not one of them because the last direct kind of had an impact. And then there was like a bunch of like little directs which I actually looked look forward to more than the big ones because the big ones usually have to do with first and second party stuff. And the yeah. last time, the last time we got one of those, we got some big, uh, we got some big smash reveals, but then like, was the last, was the last one when they announced like a Hyrule warriors or was that like way before? Oh no. The last one was when they announced <clears throat> Xenoblade definitive edition. Right. Okay. So, okay. I remember now. Thank you. Yes. So that's September of 2019. Yeah. How much of an impact but, did it have on me? Right. I know, but <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting them all mixed up. The, the ones that I look forward to are the indie ones, which we've had plenty of since then. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are my personal favorites. And I've actually really enjoyed uh, the partner showcases they've been doing with like the bigger second party titles. Yeah. 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 Those are fun. But, it, but like, it's, th- this one, this one definitely had a lot of those second party games in here. Mm-hmm. But this this was definitely a Nintendo with the big dick energy is what this, this yeah, I, 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 yeah just uh, just thrusting it right through your monitors yeah and into your faces so we're gonna we're gonna run down the direct because honestly I can't remember anything else that happened this week in the world of video games I, I can mostly because there's been like a deluge of stuff that I've been buying I mean there was the Steam sale earlier there was a couple sure. of uh, big releases last week. <laughs> big releases to me. I don't know about anybody else, but uh, that was this was kind of like a global thing. And as a matter of fact, yeah, I know automatically like which one you're going to hop on, like which headline you're going to grab at first, and it's not going to be the same one I am. That's how much big shit we had to swallow t- this afternoon. Yeah. So what what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run down using the Kotaku summary of mm-hmm. everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to run down it and just just go in order. So so the direct started off with uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which was a little weird mm-hmm. because, you know, that game has been out now for four years. Yeah. And it's like, all right, are we getting a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 2? Because <laughs> that's that's weird. Two uh, no, ratio was, of two, not four, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so, but no, it was it was not Xenoblade. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, it was oh. not Xenoblade Chronicles two. What'd you have? Uh, it was um, it was what's her name, uh, Pyra and Mithra joining Smash, joining uh, Smash along with uh, Shulk. Well, Shulk, Shulk is, is already there. Shulk is already yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so we we now have a representation of uh, three characters. Mm-hmm. In uh, in Smash Brothers from Xenoblade, which was pretty cool. Uh, I've been playing Xenoblade Definitive Edition. I'm I'm actually enjoying it a lot more than I expected because mm-hmm. uh, I did not like Xenoblade True uh, Two when I played it. Two, it was the same studio, right? It was the same studio. It just does not feel like the same game. Like I just I didn't enjoy Two. Although I want to go back and play it now that I've replayed One because mm-hmm. uh, it just could have been a time and place thing. It not clicking, you know. Yeah, that's true. I actually hadn't played... The, the, the weird thing is that like I was looking forward to that when it was called uh, Monado. I think it was like Monado, the end of the world or something like that. Because mm-hmm. it was... Uh, uh, the writer of it was the same writer uh, who did the Ivalis Chronicles for Square Enix. In, yeah. in addition to Vagrant Story, which I think is technically part of Ivalis also. Can't quite remember. But yeah, like after he left Square Enix, he went on to do, like I think, Mad World. And that was all I'd heard of him until Zodiac Age happened. So it was like, oh shit, why am I not on this? And then I saw it, and then something about the visuals to it. The thing about JRPGs is that when you play one to completion, perhaps maybe 16, 17 years ago, it tends to stick in the back of your throat like for a very long time. 
And mm-hmm. if you see anything else that like even kind of resembles it, then it's like, ah, I'll get to it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm still trying to like clean, cleanse my palate from the last one. Oh yeah. No, that's, that's a hundred percent accurate. I mean, mm-hmm. I still haven't played Sui Coden three, four or five to completion. Oh really? Because, because two was that big of a deal to me. Yeah. Two is just like, nope, that's the one. Yeah, uh, we're not gonna. Nothing oh, and, else is gonna compare to it. And, le- and let me clarify, because I'm not like saying that you know the, the JRPGs that kind of put me in this state of apprehension were like garbage. As a matter of fact, I think it was. I think the last one I played was FFTA, and that would have been like in 2005 or six when I finished it. But mm-hmm. man, I dumped like a hundred and some odd hours into that goddamn thing. My cup runneth over. But like, how many have have I have I missed since? And like a ton from NIS, a ton from Square Enix. I haven't played. I haven't played Zodiac Age yet. I've owned it for like two years. Son of a bitch. Next up, we have... Uh, honestly, this is this was one of the biggest announcements of the entire Direct. Mm-hmm. Fall Guys is coming to Switch this summer. After being like a, a Sony-locked exclusive, a timed exclusive on the PlayStation 4 for the last year. Has it been that long since the Fall Guys demo came out? It's been about a year, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I am stoked for Fall Guys coming. Uh, I, I hope that there's cross-play. Mm-hmm. There better be crossplay, and I hope that there are ridiculous Mario costumes that you're able to unlock. Because I very much want to have a Fall Guy being dressed as Princess Peach running around. You know they're gonna. I know. Yeah, I know. It's it's also the other thing about the Switch is like it's a lot easier to line up multiplayer. So that's oh yeah. Hey, that's a segue. Take it. What? Splatoon three. Well, that's the end of the. That was the end of the direct. What? God going, damn it. We're going in order. I just, it's the trauma from the Alestra still with me. I can't can't count like normal people. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. So after Fall Guys, we also got a notification or an announcement of The Outer Wilds, which is coming to Switch, which looked interesting. I don't know much about that game, although it is on Game Pass, so I'll probably check it out there. That was one of like uh, one of the uh, original like Epic Store exclusives for a little while, wasn't it? I think so. I yeah. think so. I I don't I don't know enough about it. Like I've seen it. Like, hey, here's the Outer Wilds. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I want to play the Outer Worlds. Yeah. Because... <laughs> so many people got burned when it, those two dropped in the same year too. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, but I'll check. It, it looked interesting. Like, there's mm-hmm. you have 22 minutes to not let the sun blow up, basically, and it just keeps recycling time, which is like, okay, you got me hooked. That's that sounds interesting. Hooked enough that I'm going to try it on Game Pass for free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, nothing ventured, uh, nothing lost, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have another uh, Warriors game coming from Koei Tecmo, uh, mm-hmm. Samurai Warriors 5, which looks like a Warriors game from Koei Tecmo. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, you've got Persona 5 Strikers already. You've got Hyrule Warriors. Speaking of Cup Runneth's over, there's a pretty handsome offering of Musu shit on the Switch. So now this is like the one without the license. But, you know, people are going to, like, jump in balls deep into that shit anyway. Yeah. Uh, I've already got... I have Fire Emblem Warriors, Hyrule mm-hmm. Warriors, Age of Calamity, and I've got Persona 5 Strikers coming in a couple weeks. I'm good. Samurai Warriors, I bet, is going to be a very fine game for people that like that series. And I'm just going to nod and go, have fun, kids. For people that hate the fucking B button. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> or the A button, whichever. I don't know. I know there's a whole lot of like controller stress tests uh, being uh, run in tandem with uh, playing those games. I didn't yeah. actually know there was a Fire Emblem one. Yeah, it, it's, it's really good, surprisingly. There is, uh, and this is, this is the one that the second this came up, Meredith mm-hmm. looked at me and she goes, oh, I bet Corey's going to love this. Famicom Detective 
club. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah. How did she know? She didn't like. Uh, I I I didn't I, I didn't actually tell. Stop. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get my neurons in a row here. Um. Okay. This was like kind of like one of my speaking of holy grails. It wasn't a holy grail because, like, for a long time, I'd been wanting to emulate this, and there had been a ton of attempts at, like, uh, at uh, translating it for the emulation community. Mm-hmm. And in the last, uh, I want to say, maybe the two, three years or so, an official patch was dropped for just the first one. I hadn't seen anything about the second one. To be honest, I kind of forgot that a second one existed. I just <laughs> knew that there was a series of them, and the first one was the one that I wanted to, like, you know, dive headfirst into as soon as I could. But I was like, I saw the patch. And a lot of people were pushing it around socials. And I'm like, shit, this is getting some serious traffic. I'm going to give this a year. Now I'm going to give it a year and see what happens. Because the, the last time uh, the last time I did something like or something like this happened, we got Earthbound Zero that dropped for the Wii U, if you remember that, right? Now, that wasn't a year later. That was 12. Still, I wanted to see, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see what would happen with so many people with this supposedly niche topic becoming such a vortex of conversation. And I was like, okay, you know what? I think something's happening here. But if it doesn't, I'll run the clock out. I've got plenty of other shit to keep me occupied because, you know, yay video games. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then it dropped today and I was like, and then they went, oh, hold on a second. Uppercut. What the fuck? And here's the coolest thing about this. It's being done by Mages, who is kind of like a really well-tested mass market uh, visual novel developer, which is why it looks like stem to stern fucking clean as hell. That that gave me the vapors for a little bit today. Yeah. I, well, so mm-hmm. so how Meredith knew, like, like she didn't she didn't know that you were going yes, to want yes. to play those. She just saw them come up and she goes, oh, Corey would like those <laughs> games. I bet he's going to be excited about that. So I know, keeping hope alive. Maybe fucking Tomato Adventure will get ported to the Switch, although that's not really likely, seeing as how <laughs> Alpha Dream is now defunct. But uh, yeah, Aww. that's another. That's kind of like that kind of dovetails into your video a little bit. Like Holy Grails, that maybe we're not like trying to look for that do exist, but Holy Holy Grails you want to see become manifest at some point. Well, that's kind of what Riggs said. Like Riggs, Riggs's whole thing was like. There's this game I saw advertised mm-hmm. when I was a kid. It got shelved. It oh, never the, came out. I someone has that to have was, a ROM oh, somewhere. That was I'm trying before I end up shooting my mouth off about how fascinating that was. I remember that. I just couldn't remember what the game was called because I'd never heard of it before. That was pretty damn slick. Yeah. But yeah, there yeah. was like a Tomato Adventure yeah. was the first um, Alpha Dream thing that was not Mario and Luigi. There was also um, Phantom Dust, although that did exist. It's just that it had been put on ice like way too soon. And the one time they did try yeah. to bring it back, they brought it back as like an MMO, kind of like a F2P thing. And it was like, what? Let it die. Oh, yeah. Just that, that was like cashing in all three fingers of the fucking monkey's paw at once. I didn't need that. <laughs> but anyway, Fam- Famicom, yeah, Famicom that, is definitely one of those ones, or having it localized at least. Uh, we're also getting uh, Legend of Mana on the Switch, the remastered version, and it looks it was kind of gorgeous. funny when I saw that earlier. I thought it said Legend of Mama, and it didn't really click. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I was like trying to pick up my room, and I was like, okay, I've got to go down and do laundry, and I was kind of like half-heartedly skimming through, you know, the the socials to see, you know, what had popped up, and already reeling from the whole Famicom Tanty Club thing, and. And then I saw that the logo for it pop up, and I was like, Legend of Mama. Oh, that must be some kind of indie JRPG revival. Oh, this. Oh, it says Mana. That 
that makes much more sense. <laughs> I mean, that'd be, yes. See, now my brain is swimming where I want a Cooking Mama RPG. Where yes. It's like the Legend of Cooking Mama. A cooking RPG? Well, no, no, no. That actually exists already, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Battle Chef um, Brigade. Battle Chef, which is fucking baller. Yeah. I was going to mention that. It's good stuff. Um, But yeah, so there's Legend of Mama. What else? <laughs> what happened? All right, so after Legend of Mama, we had uh, a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise, which... Uh, if that's your thing, great. Uh, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one. This is the first Monster Hunter game that isn't a Monster Hunter Stories release that actually has caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got it pre-ordered, looking forward to it. We also got a new Mario Golf game announced called Mario Golf Super Rush. They're including a mode called Speed Golf, which looks kind of crazy because you get to use like Mario power-ups and shit to, to fucking fly down the, uh, the fairway to try Dude. to complete the hole faster than anyone else. Do they, do they try to let you uh, pop drives from the golf cart? No, unfortunately, you're all on foot. It's it's, uh, uh, and that's not the speed golf that I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but it will be interesting to see their take on it. Of but it looks like fun, and Wario's costume is magnificent. He's got the fucking John Daly pants. Uh, I gotta got look per- that up now. God per- damn it! <laughs> uh, hold, hold on, I'm coming to you on Slack right now. Okay. <laughs> it's in the thumbnail. <laughs> He's wearing Kid Rock's hat. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's perfect. That's yep. like it couldn't get more down to the <laughs> It couldn't get more down to the shoelaces than that shit right there. That's, it's, per- it's perfect. It really That's his is. that's that's the Wario wardrobe equivalent of the purple Cadillac. That uh, his other icon. Uh one thing I did just see, Japan is getting a physical edition of the Famicom Detective Club games. Mm-hmm. But it does not show that it's got English support. So, dude, trust me, I've been all over that shit. Today. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I know that there's pre-orders for it on eShop and stuff, and like, I, I get stung so many times when I like hop in hot on something that's just launched. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I'm still kicking myself in the dick over that Psycho collection that came out a, a few years back. It's like I had to have Zero Gunner Two Day One. The next game that was announced and that was Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is a free download, mm-hmm. uh, supported by. Many, many, many lots of microtransactions, but that's fine. Yes. Uh, because you get you get 1943 Battle of Midway for free mm-hmm. uh, with the automatic download, and you can download Ghosts and Goblins for free right now. Uh, although, Go- why would you want to? But, See, I'm the, I'm the sick bitch that you know that's going to do exactly that. <laughs> I did, and I, like, I was like, well, it's got to be better than what it was on the NES. It's not. Uh, anyway, so you, there are right now there are three different packs you can get. Uh, mm-hmm. And these are the 30 other games you can get for Capcom. Uh, what's it called? Capcom Arcade Ball Bonanza or something like that. What the fuck's it called? Capcam? Capcam? Capcam Balls? Capcom Arcade Stadium. Uh, are, are we feeling a bit pent up today? A little bit. A little is bit. that what this is? Okay. <laughs> uh, you can get Vulgus, Pirate Ship Higamara, Hig- Higamaru. Hig- yep. Pirate the ship one with Hig- the barrels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pirate Ship Higamaru. <laughs> 1942 Commando Section Z, Tadakai Nobanka, Legendary Wings, Bionic Commando, Forgotten Worlds, and Ghouls and Ghosts. Uh, then you can also get in the 1989 to 1992 pack Strider, Dynasty Wars, Final Fight, 1941 Counterattack, Senjo no Okami 2, Mega Twins, Carrier Air Wings, Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, Captain Commando, and Varth, Operation Thunderstorm. <laughs> Uh, and then there is pack three, which is Arcade Evolution from 1992 to 2001. I, I, I keep reading it like that, too. <laughs> good, good. Uh, you can get Warriors of Fate, 
Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Powered Gear, Strategic Variant Armored Equipment, Cyberbots Full Metal Madness, 19XDX, The War Against Destiny, Battle Circuit, Giga Wing, 1944, The Loop Master, and Pro Gear. Are you shitting me? Like Battle Circuit's on this thing even? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, You can get, I think all three of those packs are $15 individually, or you can buy them... As a bundle right now, I think for 30 on the eShop. Don't quote me on mm-hmm. that, though. I could be wrong. Mm. So, What's the shelf risk on this one, do you think? Uh, I Zero, I think, because it's... It, because it's parceled out like the way it is? Okay. Because it's parceled out the way it is and because it's a free download, yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. You might get something like they did with uh, Tetris Worlds, where it's like, mm-hmm. here, here's a, you know... You can just so you can own a physical copy of a card that lets you download the game. No, fuck that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's so insulting too. I know that there is like a very strong collector's market out, especially amongst you know us nostalgia fetishists and, yeah. and stuff. But when you put a card, when you, well, when did this happen? I know I've got a game that was like this that essentially acts as like a license for you to own it, and I didn't know that because I didn't know that they still did this because I got kind of used to that sort of um, that sort of uh, economy with P- with the PS4. Yeah, you know. Yep. And honestly, if the Switch wanted to make good with a huge section of its customers that feel kind of slightly jilted about this, I think that like a lot of physical games ought to buy you a license for a digital download because that would uh, solve a lot of my Animal Crossing related problems uh, pretty <laughs> neatly. I want to go check in and get my points today, but I don't have that much to do because I'm not really thinking of anything. All right, I can. Oh, now I gotta go over there. And take the card out. God damn it! But there was a there was another game that I just like I, I put in a couple of months ago before I moved, and I was like looking at stuff that I wanted to take off my card like maybe last week or so, and I was like, hold on a second, why is this game taking up? Is that like three gigs worth of save files? And then I looked it up and it's like, no, you just actually triggered uh, an eShop license for you to download that. And it's like, oh fuck you. That's I'm that's st- like uh, what Capcom did with uh, mm-hmm. Mega Man Legendary uh, Mega, Man, Mega Man Collection Legacy One and Two. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you get you get a cart and it's got mm-hmm. Legacy Collection One on there. Yep. Which is great, but that's the NES games. That's like eight megs, maybe. Right. <laughs> like I don't need a cart for that, guys. Let me fucking download uh-huh. that one. Stick the other one on there. That's got the PS One games on the cart. No, you got to download the seven gig download. <laughs> fucking- <laughs> You sacks of shit. Fucking Capcom, yes. man. The cheapest <laughs> bastards on the planet. Oh, fuck. Not to show your hand too much, but it's like, just Capcom, man. I, yeah. I swear they get off of this. They, they really do. They do. Like, like if you went over, if you if you visited Capcom HQ and you were allowed to meet, like, one of the executive producers or one of the, like, longtime head honchos there, you would, the, the, the first thing the guy would say to you is, my tastes are most unconventional. And then I'll show you, like, a wall of canceled Capcom projects and a lot of like it's weird market moves that it's done. Like have like this thing that you just described. It's like, Oh, there's a, there's an entire room devoted to Mega Man Pat and all that work. You bastard. <laughs> it would be, I would go to Capcom HQ uh-huh. and they would be very welcoming. They'd be very cordial. They'd yeah. be so happy to have me there. I'd be like, Jay, what is your favorite Capcom game of all time? I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Mega Man 2. I love Mega Man 2. It's, it's, it is my number one NES game. It is probably my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. We love it too. Come over here. I want to show you something. Really? What's that? I'm deleting the source code so you can never <laughs> play it again. Like, how does that make sense? But I have digital copies. No longer. Fuck off. 
<laughs> would be horrible is uh, me showing up there and like <laughs> talking to like uh, whoever, uh, whoever's in charge of whatever division that uh, makes these decisions. Like, hey, I got something really cheap to show you. And he's like, oh shit, what? It's like, you're big in the Mega Man Legends, right? And it's like, ugh. You won't meet a bigger fan except for maybe the guy that started Get Me Off the Moon. He's like, okay, check this out. Oh, what do you got? Like a mint copy of the uh, much maligned N64 version? He's like, oh, no. This is the only copy of Mega Man Legends 3 for the 3DS in the entire world. And I'd be like, why is it, why is it in the bathroom? <laughs> Well, we need something to toilet. <laughs> we need something to balance the toilet paper dispenser. Ah! <laughs> I was going to say, why is the toilet paper roll printed from the instruction booklet of this game that you seemingly didn't have any of the assets for? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just like doing this to the people that love you, don't you? <laughs> we hurt the yes. ones we love because it makes us happy. <laughs> yes. Now bend over. Anyway. Um, Right, so we, we also had some other stuff announced. We, we're getting a relaunch of Stubbs the Zombie Rebel Without a Pulse. Yeah, Did, but that's, that's been rumored for a while, hasn't it? It has, but even mm-hmm. when the rumor started, did anyone have that on their bingo card? I did. I'll tell you I'll tell you when that happened. Uh when Raise the Dead was released for Steam last year. That shit was in the hopper for like over a decade. That's the Duke Nukem Forever that nobody talks about. Like it's Duke Nukem Forever. Okay. And apparently it's a good game, so it's not exactly Duke Nukem Forever anyway. <laughs> but yeah, never say never with a whole lot of video game projects, which is why I'm keeping hope alive for Pirate Battle. That shit will happen, I swear to God. Well, I'm, I'm stoked because I, I mm-hmm. liked Stubbs the Zombie. I rented it from work a couple of times when I worked at EA. We had it in our in the IRC, and I thought it was a lot of fun, uh, yeah, but yeah. I never picked it up. And now mm-hmm. it's fucking expensive. So uh, yeah, I, I'm it ecstatic is. to get a probably a digital copy. Uh, so we have Tales from the Borderlands coming out, uh, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's from Telltale. I am very excited about that because hopefully that means we will see more uh, you know, Fables. Wolf Among Us 2. The uh, <laughs> much uh, uh, Ballyhood announcement that was made three fucking years ago. <laughs> Along with yeah. the Evil Dead game that we never saw. Now yeah. let me ask let me ask you this. Okay, yeah. so you played the Wolf Among Us. I'm gonna go ahead and assume that you enjoyed quite uh-huh. a whole lot of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, did you play Tales from the Borderlands? Not yet. You have not. No. Okay. Before I played Tales from the Borderlands, the Wolf Among Us was perhaps my favorite thing that Telltale had done. Tales from the Borderlands is fucking good. Really? It's it's so good that it that the license that it belongs to doesn't fucking deserve it. <laughs> Straight okay. up. So, yeah, put that one on your list for sure. Okay. Uh, have you played the Telltale Batman? I have not, and I've heard a lot oh, about it. Oh, yes. do it. It's so good. The reason I hadn't gotten to it yet is because I'd heard the production was kind of like in a bit of a state of flux at the time they were pushing them out. So while for the most part they were good, a couple of episodes were like really jank, and even 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 like one or two of them had like borrowed assets from like Wikipedia photos or something. I don't know. It was a wax story and I'll try to track it down for you and drop it in Slack. But uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to let these guys figure their shit out first and then I'll get it on like a comp or something later on. I just kind of forgot about it. Uh, we also have No More Heroes 3 getting a release date of August 27th. So how do you finally. like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we even got like the Travis touchdown side story that was announced after No More Heroes 3 was announced. 
before No More Heroes 3. That game so, is so bad, too. Yeah, I know. You, you said. Uh, it's, it, it, look, it was worth the $10 I paid for it. But I'm so happy I didn't spend $11 on it. Let's put it that way. I see, the funny thing is I thought I got it at a steal for physical on $12. So, <laughs> we'll Meyer, see. Meyer clearance, baby. Uh, God bless Meyer and curse you for having it and me not. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, then we got a game from the guy who made Donut County called Neon White, which is a team-based heaven assassination game. It sounds a whole lot like what drives Danganronpa, but uh, keep going. It looks really good, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a card battler. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it lo- it looks crazy. We are getting Miitopia on the Switch, which looks like Miitopia. So you know, if mm-hmm. you're into the Mii games, go for it. There's a bunch of Mario shit coming to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Good. No one's surprised there. Full Wario costume, like overalls and all. It's gonna be there. Loving it, and I'm totally there for it because I never left Animal Crossing. It lives with me. (laughs) We are getting a new tactical RPG from Square Enix called, uh, right now, called Project Triangle Strategy. Is that that how it's pronounced? Square Enix? I always thought it was Enix. I thought it was too until they said Enix today, and I was like, oh, I learned something. Cool. No, I can't. I'm not having that. It's Enix (laughs) because you have to say it. The way that the logo says it. Sure. And uh, that, 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 yeah, that refers to like all uh, mutations thereof too. So, square penis. <laughs> yeah, you remember. Uh, so, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, Project, tri- <laughs> Project Triangle Strategy uh, is from Square Penis. Uh-huh. Uh, and it looks like Octopath Traveler and uh, Final Fantasy Tactics had a gorgeous baby. It feels distinctly Yasumi Matsuno. But he has nothing to do with it. All right. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm still looking at it anyway. For one thing, because I get a little bit of guilt about not hopping on the Octopath train when it was happening. I mean, I, I guess I could still play it. I know. but <laughs> You're still allowed. Octopath, yeah. if, if you don't like grinding, mm-hmm. don't play Octopath. Uh, okay. That's one of the things I can't do with JRPGs. Then shit. Yeah, it's, All right. it, Octopath is really pretty to look at. Watch a playthrough. Yeah. Because yeah, I like... Like I love, I love the visual style of it. The whole the the diorama gimmick was pretty engaging. Mm-hmm. But when when I saw the battle scenes, I was like, oh, I want to, but there's so many other things right now that aren't that. <laughs> uh, we're getting a game called World's End Club, which is a new detective story from the makers of, of Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Yep. yep. So that's uh, that's on the radar too, as well. Even though I've never played a single one of those Danganronpa games, but it we looks are- it looks cute. We are getting a, uh, a Switch release of the Ninja Gaiden trilogy from the Xbox 360 generation. Y'all enjoy so, that. I'm good. If you, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't care. Right. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, I, like when, it, when they saw it, it's like, oh, look, it's Ryu Hayabusa. Cool. I can wait for the next announcement now. That's fucked up. Like, it's like, Yaiba's not part of that package. Uh, y'all can have it. I'm, uh, I'm totally cool with that. Uh, we are getting Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity DLC. Uh-huh. Uh, Skyward Sword is getting released on the Switch as an HD remaster with uh, with with no with with a re- with an option to play without motion controls. You, know, you uh, hear that? You know what that noise is? The drizzling shits. The, the yeah, Olestra from earlier. Yeah, that's that's Nintendo's Olestra moment with uh, <laughs> remaking fucking Skyward Sword. That uh, anyway. Well, I'm gonna try it because I've never played it, and yeah, that's that's about it. Like, I'll, I'll play it. I hmm. Where, where are you on Zelda games for the most part? Remind me. How do you mean? 
Okay, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you like most of them. Are there any uh, are there any outings in the franchise? Don't say spirit tracks. Are there any outings in the franchise that you can't really gel with? You can say spirit and can, tracks, and I can't say spirit tracks. You can you can say spirit tracks because I know uh, you. Spirit tracks. I fucking hated that game. God, that um, hurts me so much. <laughs> I I did not like that game at all. I, wait, wait, hold on a second. I, I let's see if we can push the pain in a little bit further. Did you like Phantom Hourglass? I haven't played Phantom Hourglass. I don't know. Uh, okay. All right. I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Spirit Tracks just, just did, no, it's no, not, not. Right. Okay. It's, so next, it, next to Spirit Tracks, was there anything else that didn't really uh, do it for you? Uh, honestly? Mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time? It, be, yeah, it, it kind of, mm, it's, be, it's because it was like, when a video game does too much, we probably talked about this before, not to beat a dead horse or anything, but when something is like so fundamentally progressive when it comes to a game design that pretty much 80% of the industry like mirrors it after its genesis, it kind of comes out at a degrading value from go. It's like driving a car off the lot. It's like mm-hmm. you see this amazing piece of hardware and you're like, oh man, I am all about this without without you it, it, as much as you enjoyed driving that car for the first year it, it was it was it was not gonna it was not gonna upsell at all so yeah. i think that's what a lot of uh, ocarina of time does i'm the same way i can still play majora's mask because the story came with it oh majora's mask is fantastic yeah because it's engaging yeah well it also, uh, ocarina it also of has, time is not engaging <laughs> it, well it has that very basic link yeah. Link goes forward in time, saves the kingdom, bashes Ganon, plays volleyball uh, in the final boss scene, and uh, then that's pretty much it. And uh, and then you realize that like everything up till that point was a whole lot of fetch questing and shit. Even though it could be argued that a lot of the bombers journal from Majora's Mask was the same way, but the thing is, is that like there were all of those other stories happening at the same time in Majora's Mask. Plus, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe there's a bit of bias because you got the overworld theme back, and it's you know, that's good to get the pulse going. But the thing about everything, the, the everything about Ocarina of Time was just so fundamental. It was so basic uh, that at the time we couldn't really see how basic it was because the industry hadn't caught up yet. I'll give you that one. Still a great game, but I can't, oh, yeah. I, I can't really play it nowadays because of the way because of what it did. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from it. I don't want to imply that it's not a good game. It's a fantastic game. It uh-huh. just doesn't connect for me. It doesn't land. Skyward um, Sword was the basicest of uh, post-Ocarina Zeldas, but with a lot of fidgety fucking Wiimote shit tacked onto it. I played it for a little while because I I, uh, I was like saving up for a Switch, and I'm like, I'm going to get into it with uh, Breath of the Wild. and it, 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 That was like my hype game for it. And it was actually like making me anti-hype for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so, <laughs> so after about two weeks of like trying to force myself to like it, I'm like, you know what? I've had it with this fucking bird. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to give it a shot. I, yeah. I knew because I remember you and I talking about it when you were playing it. And mm-hmm. the idea of the forced motion controls didn't do anything for me. Like I was like, no, that was that was Nintendo at their absolute fucking worst trying to shoehorn a game to work around this you know, fucking yeah. dildo, dildo and a fucking vibrator. And, and the, but, and the hardest reality, the hardest uh, facet of that reality to accept was that there were many innovations up till that point, because Skyward Sword was released really late in the Wii's life cycle. Mm-hmm. So it must've been a development for like a long ass time. If everybody, if they were like trying to chase down a bunch of third parties 
that had already figured out what to do with the Wiimote. That's not good optics, and it was an even lesser game. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that taking those motion controls and putting them on the right stick on the Joy-Con, or mm. on the, uh, the controller, are going to be a little bit more eh, see, that's user-friendly. The thing. That's the thing. The motion controls were already like uh, uh, the streak icing on an already fluffy turd cake. It's Fair still enough. it's still very 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 basic Zelda. A lot of people talk about it as if it's a transitional game in that series. You could tell that they they were like sitting on that in order for the next hot thing to come down the pipeline. And I think that Breath of the Wild was being developed at the same time that was, or was at least being put together in its formative stages, because th- there was just nothing imaginative like even the world wasn't engaging and that's something that that, you you can usually expect from zelda you know that was the one that came out after twilight princess right yeah yeah twilight princess didn't catch me much either i want to i want to give that one another shot just because there were parts of it i liked but Mm -hmm. at the time it was just just didn't land i I think it might have been because it was chasing down wind waker which was like such a well wind waker was a fucking revelation like it it was yeah yeah, that was like manna from heaven. <laughs> yeah, so it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird seeing uh, Nintendo flailing and trying to like match its own pace with like, okay, well we had Wind Waker. What should we do now? How about negativity? All right, let's start there and see if we can build on top of that. But with Skyward Sword, they were like, oh, well, what do we do now? It's like, how about the average? <laughs> <laughs> And at that I've point, got the, an idea. Why don't we split the fucking middle? Yeah. And then at that point, the director was like, "Wow, you know what? I'm going to put about as much of myself into into that as <laughs> as needs be." And it fucking feels like it from like start to three quarters of the way in. Uh, but the final big announcement was one that I know both you and I are very excited for. Uh huh. And that was the didn't fucking see that coming announcement of Splatoon three. See, I kind of saw it coming. But I want to know how uh, what your reaction to it was at first. Well, my reaction at first is when when they showed the character sitting there because I watched I watched the trailer and they showed the character sitting there. I was like, well, that's a splatling, mm-hmm. right? Can, or, or, or squidling. You could you could tell by the the fucking feet. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no other Nintendo character with those goddamn boats on the end of their fucking legs. And they start going through. I was like, okay, cool. This is probably going to be an expansion for Splatoon two because why would they put Splatoon three on the same hardware? They're going to hold that for the next the next console. We'll get to that. <laughs> and th- and then they start going through stuff and they're like showing all this customization. I was like, well, no, that's a fundamental fucking engine change there for the character model. That can't be. Yes, it is. So like, like, like the, just like, you know, the background in development, I was like, that's no, this is new. This is all new. This is a brand new fucking game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, then it was like, oh my God, we're getting Splatoon three. Holy shit. Right. So, yeah. So, you know what else is a pretty uh, fundamental, um, infrastructure change for a game like that a multiplayer game of that scope the net code which on splatoon one and two was garbage yeah like and they they just upgraded last month yeah they just upgraded it so that it so that it was like no longer hung up by fucking windows 98 which was which is a great headline to read by the way but wasn't it yeah (laughs) here's here's the thing about that that makes me think that that uh that uh, that game was built upon when they were trying to uh, get cozy with, um, were they like trying to create something that wasn't like adaptable, but compatible with like Microsoft hardware for a while with the Xbox. I, I still think there's something going on behind the scenes there that isn't being said. But well, yeah. Yeah. Aside from hand Joe's of course. But um, yeah. yeah, the thing about that is that like the, the reason I was happy to see Splatoon three is because well, yeah, you've noticed that, like, as much as I love that fucking game and how much I played the living shit out of it on the Wii U, I kind of stopped touching it after about, like, six or seven hours on the Switch. 
mm-hmm. really fucking got sick of hackers. I was yeah. the, the, the hacker scene in Splatoon 2 was far outclasses the shit you see in Team Fortress, <laughs> and that's oh, yeah. really goddamn saying something. Uh, you, you and I had uh, identical experiences on that. I I love the Splatoon universe. Mm-hmm. I love the mechanics of Splatoon too. Yeah, and I had a blast playing the single player. Mm-hmm. But that is not a single player game. Yeah, like it can't be pinned onto a solo experience. And yeah. we know all about solo games on the table and off. But the thing is, is that like every time I tried to like, all right, I'm going to level my ass up today, and I'm going to get those new pair of shoes, and I would hop into like four matches, and I'd get steamrolled by, well, I'd get steamrolled because everybody playing it had, like, indecipherable usernames, and I was the only one that had, like, you know, English in theirs. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I'm not humiliated because I keep getting my ass beat red. I'm humiliated because I'm pretty sure my teammates hate my American ass right now. (laughs) (laughs) This guy can't hack for shit. It's like, I didn't know I was supposed to. (laughs) <laughs> I so I was just playing a game. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, the entire like backbone of that game had to be renewed, and I kind of saw the writing on the wall when they did the uh, when they put the kibosh. Sorry, what? Hello. The fuck was that? Uh, apparently, somebody is trying to cross the street. I don't know. Um, oh, it fun. is it is very fluffy downstairs. I can tell you that right now. Lots of <laughs> cold weather shenanigans. Um. Anyway. When the Splatfests were getting uh, wound down, I was like, damn, they waited at least, I don't know, a little while, from maybe towards the end of the Wii U's life cycle, to start winding down Splatoon 1. And then they were kind of like just uh, breadcrumbing some other Splatfests. The last one was Chaos vs. Order, and I was like, huh, sounds an awful <laughs> lot like a story beat to me. <laughs> and uh, that's it turns out that's what it ended up becoming. Glad to see it happen. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that we got past like you know the teasing hype for it so that we can uh, start getting a couple of other big revelations out of the way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not coming out till 2022. Mm-hmm. So uh, that also, hey, what a surprise. Nintendo lied about, we're only going to talk about stuff coming out the first half of 2021. I fucking blew that in like the first three minutes of the direct. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but hey, it's Nintendo. That's okay. We forgive yep. Knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them sometimes means that you're going to throw your cards at the other players and steal all the chips. <laughs> uh, I was surprised to not see anything Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, or Breath of the Wild 2. I mean, they, there was a Breath of the Wild 2 announcement. There was there was a Breath of the Wild, of the Wild 2 announcement that yeah. there was no announcement. Right. So it was of like, course. okay, thanks, just, guys. Just in case y'all forgot, <laughs> yeah. we're still doing this. Game's coming. Not talking about it. Bayonetta 3 was a bit of a surprise, though. Yeah, I hope we see something soon. Like it's it's kind of getting ridiculous now. Like that got a, that got teased at the Game Awards in 2018. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's three years now, guys. Come on. It would be you know what I what I kind of want to see. Just the the little evil part of me uh, wants uh, No More Heroes three to kind of make a reference to that somehow. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah, they're, they're, there's. Yeah, they will. There, there will be some kind of meta reference to it. And Suda Five One, yeah, he, like you said, he's good with the metas. He's also got you know some attitude, and uh, yeah. So does the director of Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, honestly, that could be fucking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so big pickups last week, Corey. I picked up, um, I picked up Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury for the Switch, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. I mean, if you played it on the Wii mm-hmm. or on the Wii U you've played this one. It's just got the Bowser's Fury add-on, which I have not done yet, but from all intents and purposes, sounds fantastic. I actually uh, was getting, wanted to get a little bit of your word on it because I had not only uh, played it on the Wii U to completion, 
and that's never an easy uh, an easy task. I played it on the the 3DS as well. Oddly enough, the 3DS one after the Wii U one. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, is there some is there anything aside from like a Wii U gamepad control emissions, which is kind of heartbreaking to be honest with you, that would get me motivated to play this through this a third time? Like, is the Bowser's Fury stuff that substantial? Probably not. I've heard it's about four to five hours of gameplay to to 100 everything. So honestly, that's about I mean, two hours more than I thought. <laughs> it's it's something. Mm-hmm. So. It, it it might be worth it. Okay, but, I I don't know. I know that like Nintendo keeps the first party shit around forever, mm-hmm. and also that's how long they keep them off of discount racks. <laughs> so maybe sometime down the road, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish Odyssey first. I've already got that going for me. I, I I'm still astounded that you hadn't played it yet. I don't know why I didn't realize that when you when you said something about it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, wait, wait, what? You haven't fucking played that game yet? <laughs> Yep, I was very, uh, very picky with my large-scale games starting at the end of 2018 for reasons that you've all heard enough out of right now, or enough about right now. So, um, yeah, there's a whole lot of marquee shit that I've got to chase down, and honestly, I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job of getting to those milestones. But uh, Odyssey uh, was on sale a couple of weeks ago, so I'm like, fucking gotta do that right now. It's been a long time since I played a Mario game anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Odyssey's a good one to play. It's oh fucking yeah. magnificent. It's good. It's I had to put it down yesterday because I was like playing it so much and um I kind of realized maybe I was playing it a little bit too much when I got like a massive headache <laughs> before going to bed one day because <laughs> I've just been Here's the thing, if you do a lot of console gaming and you also do a lot of PC gaming, make sure that you don't have your PC uh also hooked up to the television. <laughs> because what happens is you're like, "Okay, well, I played Mario for 2 hours. I'm going to go out and do some chores and then come back in an hour and then turn on the TV again and do some serious Sam 4. Oh, hmm. I got big red veins in my eyes. Where did that come from? <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. It was a Steam sale last week. I kind of took it easy. There's a there's a ritual. People that are friends with me on Steam uh, kind of notice me getting into is that whenever there's a big sale, a whole shitload of text will show up on your activity <laughs> feed. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, Corey bought some games. Yeah. <laughs> I only bought like five games from the Steam sale last week. Strange Brigade, which I uh, recommend, or I suggested you take a look at because it's like a, a, a first-person shooter, but it's like a, in some sort of a supernatural pulp kind of uh, trappings, mm-hmm. uh, very appealing sort of stuff. Poltergeist: A Pixelated Horror has been on my wish list since I think 2011. Now it's pretty recent. Well, it's been on there for a while, so I was like, "You're you're coming off." Rise of the Triad. I'm kind of going through like a boomer shooter phase right now, and I never played that one. Sure. And The Room 2, because I fucking love The Room games, and they were just yep. going to happen on the uh, new touch screen device anyway. Oh, mm-hmm. and uh, Alicia Shoot Larry, Wet Dreams Don't Dry, which I heard was actually pretty good, despite my initial nice. misgivings about it. So the reason I didn't get, like, the reason I didn't go whole hog on it is because I actually got, like, a new release dropped last week, and that was Hunipop 2. And I can't really tell that many people that in confidence, because when you look at the screenshots of it, you're like, oh, you're one of those. And it's like, no. I mean, yeah, but in this case, not so much. <laughs> For one thing, only being familiar with that kind of, uh, with those kinds of uh, visual novels, it gave me like, like an in for reading up on this. And it was like, okay, since I've already been more or less inoculated to this sort of like dishonorable smut, I won't, I won't really lose any character over it. So we're good. As it turns out. I played the first, I bought like the first Unipop on a Steam sale maybe a couple of years ago, like three, four years ago. So I played it for the first time last summer when I was looking for something to kind of like fill the minutes with. 
and it had the goddamn audacity to be good. <laughs> Fuck you, Huni Pop. I didn't ask for this. I just wanted a couple of like cheap giggles and, you know, a diminished sense of self afterwards. And you had to be like one of the most innovative puzzle games that I've played easily, or match three puzzle games I played easily in like the last, I don't know, shit. When's the last time you played a, a, a tile matcher that like fucking blew your mind? That a long fucking time ago. Maybe, maybe, maybe Puzzle League from the DS or something like that. May, maybe. Yeah, maybe. and that's and that's that's writing like strong off of a legacy of at least twenty years. You know, this was yeah. this was good shit. Here's what the uh, the basic gist of it is: you're trying to get laid. It's it's arrow gay, except it was uh, developed by a Western dev, so not technically whatever. And the reason that you're do, the the way that this manifests is that you have to you know be really good at matching tiles. Just in the narrative, it works. Sure, sure. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm having to do like a hard sell on this thing to begin with. The thing is that like you're not pushed for time at all. You're given 20 moves in order to pull off what needs to be pulled off <laughs> during those uh, during those uh, segments. And the game really pushes you to try to, like, set up long chains. Because if you can't, like, chain up stuff in under the limited amount of moves that you're making, then you're not moving forward at all. So it's like, son of a bitch. Okay. All right, you got me. In addition to that, outside of the game, in the meta, you know, when you're talking to people, you can also, like, buy gifts and souvenirs and stuff in order to, like, shore up your stats or or basically manipulate the board in your favor. And all of this is within the context of this absolutely ludicrous Arrowgay visual novel setting that you come to realize is not really the modus for this entire game, but to set up how the game eventually ends up playing out. Now, you're not going to be playing this shit on the bus or in front of family or mixed company or anything like that. It still has a whole lot of that, you know, smut in it. But beyond that, it was really good writing. It was like mm-hmm. somebody took, like, the cheapest, shittiest looking um, Arrowgay you've ever seen and then Mel brooks it. The VO was, like, hilarious. Like, I, I kind of caught myself at how much I was laughing out loud at this game throughout me playing it. And it just impressed me on so many other fronts than, uh, that I was expecting that... By the time I was done with it, I was just like, shit, if they make another one, I'm going to have to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I legitimately enjoyed this, not in spite of myself, but because it was genuinely fucking good. Now, the downside to this is that a whole lot of people are going to be missing out on a game like this because of the because of the subject matter. You know, even if it's going to even even if it's framed squarely within, you know, media critical satire or anything, it's not even media critical. It's media celebratory. But you know what kind of person's going to get the most out of this. It's like, okay, all of a sudden I understand where people that like get on their high horse about like censoring a game or like dampening some of the edgier parts of a game come from because all of a sudden there's a whole audience out there that's not going to be able to experience it. And that fucking sucks. Now, granted, you can get like a censorship patch or something so that you're not seeing a lot of the like harder stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like that, that attitude is baked into the game. You're not going to be able to bypass any of the fundamental bits of it. Sure. So, okay, I got the second game. Like, on day and day, I was like, fuck it, I'm down immediately. And it's better than the fucking first game. (laughs) 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 And (laughs) the thing about the first game that I was at least able to, you know, like, take a wash on was that, like, I I played it after it was FOMO. You know, three years after the fact. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to be spending like the next six years of this until like the next thing from the studio comes out. <laughs> and it's like, Shh. <sighs> what's my favorite puzzle game? I'd love to tell you about it, 
but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to go up to Critter Crunch, which, which is also enjoyable. Which thank you for picking that up for me, by the way. I appreciate that. Yeah. So what we were talking, we were talking about Cappy games for some reason, and that's why you got that. You already had Clash of Heroes too. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good um, that's a pretty good chaser for uh, or that's a pretty good one two punch of a really like top shelf uh, puzzle action. So I know you can't play this in your home. I understand, <laughs> and I'm not even sure you'd be able to even if you didn't have a kid or anything. But it's um, those other two were uh, more than acceptable substitutes for it. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode up. Uh, the 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 first of our Sans Bob episodes. Uh, Bob, mm, who is yeah. who is who is locked down in the NBA G League bubble at uh, yeah. Disney's Wide World of Sports Complex in sunny Orlando, Florida. Uh, Honestly, he's he's making pro velocity, and I can't hold that against him. It's just he's doing that and editing still. It's yeah, yeah. It's understandable that he's taken a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he'll be doing right. that for at least thirty days. I'm hoping this turns into a permanent gig for him. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be amazing. So we've got to go to go into the close now. So thank you for listening. Listen to the Cretans Guild podcast can be found on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tout, iHeartRadio. And you can find our socials under Cretans Guild, one word, on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Follow me on... You, that, that, fuck that shit. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me on YouTube. Search, uh, search for Square Pegs. I am not the 1980s sitcom. I am the video game channel. Uh, and you can look for Skipper Bob's breakdowns on YouTube as well to follow Bob's Disney and Orlando lifestyle vlog. Uh, you can help support us on Patreon. And we have merch on the tpublic.com site that features the art of Tom Solo. Once again, just search Cretans Guild. We are part of the... Pu- we- oh, fucking hey. Christ. <laughs> yes? skibbity bibbity bibbity bop yeah, I <laughs> ain't got no bop. We are part of the Podfix Network. <laughs> so to all of our followers, new and old, we say, welcome to the guild. Welcome to the guild. To all your dogs and cats. Nice! <laughs> Bring it back. Bring it back for 2021. Yeah. Well, when the cat's away, so to speak. Yeah, well, he can't say no now. <laughs> <laughs> This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.